ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Magic Kingdom. To all who come to this happy place, welcome to Uncovering Disney Magic. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my wife, Rachel. She's a travel agent with the company Small World Big Fun, where they make big fun easy. She specializes in Disney destinations all around the world. Together, we have a combined 50-plus trips to Disney destinations. So now we invite you to sit back, relax, and let us help you uncover the magic. Welcome to episode 21 of Uncovering Disney Magic. I'm Rachel here with my husband, Zach. Greetings from the Buckeye State. Today we are going to talk about the countries around the world showcase at Epcot. And then we're going to have an open forum for if we were to put our own country or put a country of our choice into the world showcase, what it would be and what it would be like. Um, But before we get started with all of that, I have two mousekeeping announcements So only two, but they're really big ones. Um, 2020 Walt Disney World travel packages and Disney Cruise Line packages are now out and available and ready for booking. So if you are hoping to travel to Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, or anywhere on the Disney Cruise Line next year, now is a really good time to book um, because you get to take advantage of really the first selection of rooms and packages and staterooms and all that kind of stuff. But most importantly, it gives you the most time to pay off your vacation. So if you book something now for next June even or next fall break, you have all of that time to be making payments toward it. So just something to consider uh, moving forward. Other than that, I don't really have anything to report today. So Zach's going to dive into the World Showcase. All right. So we'll get started on today's topic of World Showcase at Epcot. Um, so what World Showcase is, is it is a um, 1.3 mile, I guess you can call promenade, around World Showcase Lagoon that features 11 different countries. Uh, we'll each go through, we'll go through all of them one by one as we go on. Uh, but World Showcase opens a little bit after the rest of the park does. Let's it opens. start by where the World Showcase is in Epcot the second half of Epcot yeah. so it's in the back so you walk in well actually if you're walking in through the main entrance you go past the ball and you go around some other stuff and then you go across the water to the world showcase but if you're coming in from the Epcot resort area um, you'd walk in actually through the international gateway which takes you right into the world showcase so depending on where you're staying it's pretty close right So, as I was saying, World Showcase opens a little after the rest of the park. It opens at about 11 a.m. every morning. Um, The the park normally opens at 9. The rest of the park opens at 9. Right. So, we will, as I said, we'll get into all the countries as we go on. But other things that go on that are highlighted in World Showcase, they have different festivals um, throughout the year. So, the International Festival of the Arts goes on January 18th through February 25th. Now, these are all dates from this year, I should say. The International Flower and Garden Show uh, went on March 6th through June 3rd. The International Food and Wine Festival would be going on later this year, August 29th through November 23rd. 
And then immediately after that, the International Festival of the Holidays will go from November 29th through December 30th. So there's a lot to do um, besides the countries, I guess you can say, back there. You can see a lot of different things depending on what festival is going on um, whenever you're there. Also, I feel like we talked about all of them in more detail in like the what's happening in 2019 yep. calendar, maybe. Yep. So, so if you you're can, confused, go back and listen to that episode. Yep, and then also, um, looked pretty important to talk about uh, back in the World Showcase in uh, World Showcase Lagoon. It's home to Illuminations currently. Uh, that is their nighttime spectacular. That will unfortunately be coming to an end September 30th, which will lead into a new show, um, Forever Epcot, um, which will begin October 1st, immediately after that. Um, there'll be, that'll be a short-lived show, uh, going on for about a year, maybe a little longer than a year. Um, and then we'll be replaced again by another nighttime spectacular in 2020. Wait a second. So they're putting in... Yep. But it's called, so the inner... Epcot Forever. Epcot Forever will be going on, it'll start October 30th, or I'm sorry, what did I say, October 1st, and it's only going to go on for about a year, year and a half maybe, at the most, and then that's like a transition show into what their new staple show will be. Okay, and they don't have a name for that yet. Uh, I don't, there's there's been rumors about what it's going to be, if it's going to take on some of the um, movies and music, I believe, but is what they're saying. But it doesn't saying. have like an official. I don't. I didn't. Name. I don't think I've seen it yet. So Epcot okay. Forever is going to be music and, and stuff like that. Remembers all the the old original Epcot, and then they're going to lead into something else, which I believe is movies and music that take place around the all the world. So like Mulan and Ratatouille and stuff like so that. So in theory, if I learned one thing about wishes being retired and happily ever after coming in is that. Everybody, Zach included, is going to get really pissed off about it, but it's going to be way better than the existing show. So I no. personally am excited to see the new show because I am not a huge fan of Illuminations. Like, it's cool, but not like, Don't hold it against her. Please don't hold it against her. So. Zach's a Steelers fan, <laughs> so that's his worst quality, and I don't like Illuminations, so whatever. All right, so Anyhow. really the the last thing I can I can say about World Showcase in general is take some time and walk through there. Um, every every country, the employees or workers that they have there are from that respective country. So you do get a chance if you get to talk to them, learn a little bit about them. They're over here for a short time period. They're doing like their college program type of thing. So learn from them, learn their backgrounds. Uh, they're all very nice people to talk to. So it's a, it's a really cool experience. It was really weird that you just used the word employees. Cast member. I know. Sorry. It just, I understand that like that is the actual definition. It was just weird. But one of the things that a lot of people don't know um, that you can do is you can do an international passport. It's a good... I always tease that it's a good thing if you're going to have your kids get pulled out of school to go to Disney. You can have a learning day. So you can walk around the World Showcase and it's a little booklet where you can ask cast members different questions and get to learn about their countries and where they come from so that you actually learn something about the 11 countries around the world showcase instead of just walk through and get drunk so i think it's or snack you can snack around (laughs) the world showcase too i you know you can but i don't see any shirts that are like i'm snacking around the world showcase i've never never made it past four countries whenever we tried to eat i'm always full after that 
It's true, he doesn't portion correctly. Anyhow, all right, so let's get started with the first country is my responsibility. So let's pretend that you walk in the front door of Epcot and you go around. Like a left. Yeah, you walk across the bridge and you turn left. So as you start walking through the World Showcase, walking left, which is completely un-American, isn't it? No, it Don't depends. I mean, if you right? want, I'm left-handed, if you so want I always want to go first. left. See? There's Drinking. The you didn't say anything yeah, about right. snacks. Or a taco. <sighs> Ridiculous. I like their nachos. Anyhow, the first country that we're going to come to is Mexico. So Mexico, uh, most of it is inside. So it's the perfect place to cool down or escape rain if you need it. Um, you So on your left, since you're walking into the left, there's going to be a pyramid um, that... I guess it's supposed to come from Mexico. I call it a temple. Zach calls it a temple, whatever. Um, but it's funny because as soon as you walk past the doors of the pyramid, you get blasted by the, the very welcoming, inviting air conditioning um, that comes from inside. So you're like, ooh, it's cool in here. So let's walk in here. So you go in and it's very dim. Like I think yeah, it's supposed to be set at night. at dusk. Yep. And... Um, so you walk in and it's a Mexican like marketplace. Um, so you can go in there, you can shop around a little bit. I know they have a bunch of really cool tchotchkes and everything. Um, but as you head toward the back of the pyramid, you will find the Grand Fiesta tour starring the three caballeros, which is Donald Duck and two of his are they parrots. There's three, three caballeros. Three caballeros. Well, oh, and they're fi- they're, they're trying to Donald find Duck. Donald Duck. So it's very it's a strange. Thing. But it's relaxing. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's a boat ride, so you sit down for a couple minutes, and it's usually, I mean, the most, the longest we've ever waited for it probably is like five minutes. Yep. So it's just kind of a nice thing to get in, get inside, get out of the heat. And get off your feet. And get off your feet. Um, so in terms of dining in Mexico, there are three places that you can eat. Two of them are table service restaurants, and one is a quick service restaurant. I personally have not eaten at either of the table service restaurants, um, San Angel in Restaurante and La Hacienda de San Angel are both table service restaurants in Mexico. My mom and sister have eaten at both, and I think they preferred La Hacienda over um, right. I agree. I San Angel. So. Yes. so San Angel, I guess I should mention, is inside the pyramid. So if you go past the Grand Fiesta Circle Tour, you'll run into the restaurant. And it always smells good. But I feel like it would be really hard to eat because it's dark. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So we've not eaten there, um, but we do eat at the quick service restaurant pretty frequently. Uh, La La Cantina di San Angel is a quick service restaurant that we we often get like nachos or something to share if we're going to eat around the world for dinner. So that's a really good option. They do have a lot of seating. That if you get there at a reasonable time, you can try to time it to watch Illuminations from um, under the little pavilion thing. So that might be something that's kind of cool for you. Um, And finally, in terms of character meet and greets, you can meet Mexican Donald Duck, which shout out to see you real soon. Our favorite Disney video vloggers, I guess. Um, Ashley, the girl on the on the blog, she loves Mexican Don, so I always laugh and think of her when we walk by and see Mexican Don waiting to meet all the people. 
All right, continuing around, the next country we're going to stop at is Norway. Now, Norway has gone under a pretty significant transformation here over the past, we think, about four Four years years. ago. Um, They they have an attraction. Why, Zach? Uh, I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't understand. Well, I do know why, but I don't want to know why. Don't Don't understand. I don't want to understand it. So they try to pump Frozen. I'm just going to throw it out there. They try to pump Frozen at you um, in Norway. So they have a a Frozen ride called Frozen Ever After. Um, It's about a five-minute boat ride that takes you through Arendelle and Elsa and Honor in it and all the other characters. Yeah, so they took out Maelstrom and replaced it with uh, Frozen Ever After. You can also meet... Um, Anna and Elsa at the Royal Summer House. Um, it's a meet and greet pavilion that is in Norway. Um, as for dining, um, you can dine at uh, Akershus. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, it is a princess storybook dining. Um, it is a very good use of one uh, table, table service credit. credit. Um, if you're if you're trying to meet princesses, we ate it. We ate there for breakfast on our honeymoon, um, and we saw probably five or six of them while we were there um the food's all right um you're really paying for the experience of being there in my opinion for sure um but like we've talked before that's a really good way to meet princesses and not have to stand in line to wait for them so that's a a good thing one thing that i don't know if you mentioned um norway opens earlier than 11 o'clock correct because because of the ride fast passes for frozen ever after and you can get um dining reservations for breakfast at Akershush way sooner than 11 a.m. Right. So, yeah, that wraps up um, the Yeah, there really isn't there isn't much to do otherwise. No, there's a little way. bit there of shopping. A... There's a, the artist people, or the artist guy was there. We bought a uh, That's where small That's we got our painting. wishes picture. Yeah. Anyhow, moving forward, um, continuing into the World Showcase, you will approach the China Pavilion, um, so we actually just spent kind of a little bit of time in China for the first time when we were there walking around looking at all the bonsai trees. No, that was in Japan. Oh, no, they had the dragon. They had the dragon. During the Flower and Garden Festival. They had like a, what is it, a topiary yeah. of a dragon. And that thing was pretty crazy. Um, so the only thing that we do in China really is watch the acrobats. Um, they have a really cool show that is like super impressive. Yeah, for, stuff it's like is a, pretty wild. a twenty minute. You know, we're gonna climb on top of each other and throw these plates and twirl them around, and it's just really, it's pretty intense. Um, but we like to dine at the quick service restaurant there. Um, I personally am a really big fan of egg rolls, so anytime I can get egg rolls, and they're on the. I can use a snack credit for it. So that's like a better deal for me. (laughs) Um, But they also have a table service restaurant that we have not eaten at because it seems like every time we want to go there, we just can't justify using a dining credit for it because the food is so inexpensive. So if that's a restaurant or if you need a restaurant that you're looking for a cash restaurant, you know, maybe you want to try something different. It always smells really good. Um, there is also a Circle Vision 360-degree film called Reflections of China. Um, it takes you on a trip to the world's most popular, uh, the world's populous. most populous country with some of the world's loveliest scenery. 
Uh, I saw it once. I was going to say, I haven't seen it. So. <laughs> and I don't think I need to go back to see it. Um, but again, if it's raining. Know it's there. Know it's there. That's important. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, China is where you can get like the bubble teas and the fancy like large paper umbrellas to shield yourself from the sun and all that different kind of stuff. So another neat option for you as you move through, through the World Showcase. All right. Still moving clockwise around World Sh- Showcase Lagoon. We will arrive at Germany. Now, Germany is a very, very, very popular country True. Um, in the World Showcase. So um, there's a lot of stuff going on. There isn't there isn't an, a ride there, though. There were plans for it whenever they built Epcot to have a ride in Germany, but they never came into fruition um, to, to build it. So there is a um, there's a dining uh, table service meal there called um, uh, October or not Oktoberfest. It's called uh, Summerfest. Um, so it is a. <laughs> it's the only thing that you think of. It is a. Yeah, of right. Oktoberfest and beer. But no, Summerfest is a. Um, I'm sorry, Beer Garden. Beer Garden. Summerfest is the quick service restaurant. Beer Garden is the table service restaurant that is a um, buffet um, where they have live music and stuff like that. Um, and then Summerfest is the quick service eatery right outside of, of Beer Garden where you can get a brat. Um, they have giant the. Pretzels. Giant pretzels. And they also have the, um, the apple. Um, oh, what is that? The apple strudel. Strudel, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so yeah, that's really good there. And then uh, there's a lot of different shops that are tied in there. Um, a lot of different. I think they sell a lot of toys in there. A lot of. Um, there's stuffed teddy bears. Yeah. That's a big one, and I don't really know why. Um, but also in the German Pavilion, something to see and take a look at is if you're into miniature railways, um, mm. they have a um, what they call a miniature Bavarian village. Um, it has a whole bunch of model trains and little ho- houses that you can walk through and see everything um, there. Um, a hidden gem at the Germany Pavilion is the Wormer- Werther's uh, Caramel Store. It is not hidden. It is it, smash dab <laughs> in the front. Well, it is. And it smells like caramel. You smell it, but if, if you wouldn't know what you're, if, if you wouldn't know like you're seeing it, you wouldn't know that that's what that is. Um, whenever you step inside, it's like heaven. It really is. You need, if you if you like caramel, this is your place to go. You can get caramel corn, uh, caramel apples. Um, what else do they have? You get the. What do you get? A. I a get s'more. The, do you get a s'more? So I've had a chocolate covered s'more before. My personal favorite is it's a caramel square. That's dipped right. Dipped in chocolate. Right. Fortunately, they cut it up for you because if you just took a bite out of that, I think you would just like throw up right away from all of the sugar. Like it's so much. Like seriously, my your mother and I will get one and we'll split it into fours and then like eat half and then save the rest for later because it's so much sugar. But a lot of things there, yeah, they, um, well, you can use for um, quick service or snack credits. snack credits as well. So, but, but yeah, they, I mean, there are plenty of things. I mean. I'm reading a list here of caramel-filled chocolate cookies, caramel-dipped strawberries, um, butter bars, Mickey-shaped um, Rice Krispie treats dipped in caramel and chocolate. Um, I mentioned the popcorn already, but yeah, there's a ton of stuff. The the um, I get the pineapple sometimes dipped in chocolate. That's really good. Um, and then uh, last but not least, well, um, just what? the only thing that's hard about the caramel store is that it's usually so hot that as soon as you try to bite like as soon as you pick something up 
it just like it gets globs onto your hands. And melt, yeah. So I would say if you're patient enough to get something and then take it back to your room and eat it there, you'll be fine. But it's very difficult. Like it's super messy to just sit down on one of the park benches and eat it. Right. I'm just saying. So I guess the last thing I was going to mention, um, there is a good chance if you are stopping in Germany for a little while that you can meet Snow White. Um, she she pops up outside. There's a wishing well at the pavilion. So times are always subject to change. But she is known to make an appearance at Germany. Yeah. So moving on to Italy. Um, it Italy is kind of a collective... Uh, inspiration of Venice, Florence, and Rome. So depending on where you are, you kind of catch different features of each uh, country. We There isn't much to do there. You can shop and you can eat. So um, one of the more common places that we send people uh, is Via Napoli. It's a, a pizza restaurant. They have pasta as well, but they're far more known for their giant family-sized pizzas. Um, and Tutto Italia Ristorante is... A really nice restaurant. That's, yeah. But that's a that's good, where you're like, going to get your... You, if you really want your pasta, Well, and it like seems that. like a good date night location. Yes. Like, it, it seems to me that you don't really see a lot of small, like, younger families in there. It's usually, like, the people that are either on a date night well, or I, the older I, I children. I guess another, way, another way to put that is, is um, I've noticed whenever we've been in the pizza restaurant that it's, it's loud. Right. Um, from what I've heard, the other restaurant is more quiet. So. Right. That's a good way to... Yeah, so um, other than that, there uh, other than shopping, there isn't a whole lot to do. Um, there are a few buildings that are inspired by the Sistine Chapel um, that you can do your shopping in. So they kind of tried to gather all of the the important aspects of Italy and cram them all in a country in Epcot. Right. <laughs> so moving on, we are making it to our halfway point. And that, of course, is the United States Pavilion. But so, mostly America. Right. So as you expect, the American Adventure, um, or the United States Pavilion, is the largest um, pavilion in World Showcase, and it takes center stage. Um, so the main building uh, that is in the, America, or in the United States Pavilion uh, is inspired by Independence Hall in Philadelphia. It's also inspired by Boston's Old State House. Um, and styles from the colonial city of Williamsburg are also um, evident. So inside uh, the large building is what they have, um, uh, what they call the American Adventure. So that's a 30-minute movie, and it also incorporates some animatronics um, that tells the story about America's history, dating all the way back from whenever the country was founded. We got Um, to go, was it on the back tour? No, it was whatever the backstage magic. Backstage magic. Yeah, it was a um, really big tour. Yeah, it was the the eight hour tour of all four parks. That was what we got to see in Epcot. They were running the test for the American Adventure, so you can see how the animatronics pop up and down on the stage, and then how the movie plays and all that kind of stuff. So it's cool. We played the song last last That's episode. True. Yep. So if you missed that one, go listen to the song because it's very catchy, and you'll be feeling very patriotic all day long. Right. As for dining in the American Pavilion, there's not really much besides a quick service restaurant um, towards the back of the pavilion. So, funnel cake. Well, I was going to get to that last. Well, don't just say there isn't much. Yeah, funnel cake. So you have a quick service in the back that serves like your standard burgers and chicken nuggets, stuff like that. The American food, I guess you can say. For sure. Um, But they also have 
a funnel cake stand that you can smell from two countries away whenever you're approaching True. it where you can get a loaded funnel cake with chocolate and an ice cream even served on top of it so that's really good um also located in the american pavilion is a large um amphitheater i guess you can call it so they have different um concerts throughout the year so they have um Disney on Broadway, which is during the Festival of the Arts, uh, Eat to the Beat during Food and Wine Festival, Garden Rocks during Flower and Garden, and then they also have the Candlelight Processional during the Festival of Holidays. They do offer, I will throw this out there, they do offer dining packages for all of those events. Um, And then you can book a restaurant at, I think most of the table service restaurants in Epcot offer that, so you get a reserved seating to those concerts during the, the show. Okay, so next we are moving on to Japan. We actually spend quite a bit of time We've in Japan. noticed how, how much bigger I, it really is. That is one thing that I will say. Most people, I mean, if you just take the World Showcase at the surface, it's cool. But it's cooler if you actually like go back, look at everything, like see where the little paths take you and all that kind of stuff. Because they really have... I mean, there's a lot to see and there's a lot to do. So, um, that, and this is where we saw the bonsai trees. Correct. We like followed this trail up something and we found a bunch of bonsais and my dad loves bonsai trees. So it was just kind of funny that we saw some bonsai trees. Anyway, um, they have a, I guess I'll start with food. They have a couple of restaurants. Um, Teapot Ito is a restaurant that we eat at frequently and one that I feel like we've talked about on the podcast before. Uh, it's a hibachi style restaurant, so they cook all your food on a big grill in front of you and then serve it um, at the table. And then they have a quick service restaurant called Tokyo Dining, which is just traditional Japanese cooking. Um, but they also have a sushi quick service place too, which service sushi in 104 degree weather sounds don't look at i don't eat sushi safe um so that's neat but they also have a new signature dining restaurant coming soon um i haven't heard too many details about it yet so as we hear about it we will keep you guys in the loop yeah we do know um i did see that there will actually be this is going to be one of only a couple restaurants that are going to have a true um clothing policy or that you have oh, to wear like, certain, like, hey, guys have to wear a collared shirt or something like that. Um, it is going to be a two-credit restaurant. I think it, I don't know if it's going to be well, one of those things where they... Sorry. Right, but I don't know if this is going to be something where, hey, they're going to roll the sushi right in front of you type of thing. But I have heard that this is going to be one of the nicer restaurants in all of Disney property. Neato. Um... So I apologize, I'm not going to say this correctly, um, but if you're looking for something that is totally... Off the wall? Well, it's you. no, it's unique. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. They have... I'm going to say it wrong. Mitsukushi. No. The trio. Oh, never mind. I'm way the off. goofball? I thought you were talking about the department store. No, it's Matsuria. Matsuria. I don't know. But it's a trio of traditional Japanese drums. And, I mean, these are huge drums. Oh, yeah. And so they're just whacking at these things, and they're telling you this story about nature and fire and wind and all kinds of crazy stuff. And you really can hear them. Whenever they're going on, you can hear them from across World Showcase. Oh, yeah, they carry, like, crazy. And, I mean, it's just incredible that 
they're so in sync and because it's quick and the yeah. rhythm is so steady and it's awesome. So I totally apologize for butchering it, but it runs like every 15 minutes across the entrance from T-Pan Edo. So if you want to you know, hang out a couple minutes before you head to lunch or whatever, it's definitely worth it. Um, but Zach jumped ahead of me quite a bit Sorry. to uh, talk about the department store that they have under the table service restaurant of Japan. And at first, like I thought you just kind of walked in and that's where you can pick a pearl. You do like pick a pearl out of the oyster and then you can put it in a necklace or something like that. Um, but then my sister was like, hey, when was the last time you guys like actually walked in here? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. So Never. We walked in and oh my gosh, it's huge. They have everything. They have tea and chopsticks and all of those like weird um, what are those candies? Oh yeah, there's a know. really big candy. They had all there. kinds of just crazy stuff and clothes, and it was like all of the the Japanese made toys that get sent to America were all just like right here in this store, and it just kind of made me laugh because they had all those weird kittens with like their arm waving at you up and down. It was just it was crazy. So, um, lots to do in Japan. Definitely would recommend spending a little bit of time in there um, more than you might think you even need to. Um, but yeah, the store is big and it's covered in air conditioned. So if it's super hot and you need to get in some air conditioning or it's raining and you need to get in some air conditioning, there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Next up is Morocco. Um, Morocco is a little different than the rest of the pavilions in world showcase. For so sure. it is the only pavilion, um, that was actually funded by the country. So Morocco, um, is the one that funded the building of their pavilion so everything that they built in that pavilion they wanted to make sure it was right it was um, so the the details and we really just went through this um and took our time going through through morocco uh recently for the first time but the details that they have in there and whenever you start walking towards the back you start to get the feel like you're in a um i don't know what you call it, like a moroccan uh, shop city. area city so like there's Wait, little it's like the marketplace the marketplace exactly that's the word i'm looking for so there's a lot of that going on um another neat a neat uh fact about the morocco pavilion it's the only country in world showcase that does not light up during the illuminations firework display how about really? that really yeah i found that it's like tucked i so never far back and I, it's short well they they didn't i don't think they wanted lights on any of their buildings but it's a very interesting i just found that out the I other day i never noticed though, it that I kind of guess I disagree with that is that you can't see the lights on the other countries. That's true. So it's like having them there and people walking through your country isn't going to make your country non-authentic. Oh, here it is. I just found it while, I'm re- while we're doing this. So the reason why is the tower, the tower that's in Morocco is a replica of a prayer tower and it's a violation of customs to light a prayer tower at night. That's in Morocco. freaking sweet. So good for them. I hope I mean, they mark our podcast as explicit <laughs> now because right. I said freaking. But that's awesome. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's so cool. So that's just the that's the detail we're talking about that they put into their pavilion. I mean the the fact that they thought that much about it says a lot. Um, when it comes to dining, there's a bunch of different places that you can eat. Uh, there's two table service places and then there's also a quick service restaurant so the table service places are restaurant marrakesh that's in the very back 
of the pavilion. Um, that's a full service t table restaurant, as I said. And then the other one is Spice Road Table, which is an outdoor table service restaurant that overlooks uh, World Showcase Pavilion. Or Lagoon, sorry. World, World Showcase Lagoon. Um, and then also there's the quick service um, restaurant is the Tangerine Cafe. Um, we've never eaten in any all three of these we haven't eaten at um my sister eats there frequently though, i was gonna say it's, that kind of it's really not our style um but it's not my style i don't know if it's okay. your style is it your style yeah oh, sorry excuse me well, there you go something new i was gonna say zach just doesn't know that because he doesn't want to try anything new no, i'm gonna stick with my <laughs> uh steak so um wrapping up uh, morocco you can also meet princess jasmine um every once in a while throughout the day Right. So as we continue around the World Showcase, the next country that you will run into is France. Um, so obviously the eye catcher of France is the Eiffel Tower, um, but obviously it's just a replica, obviously. Uh, just a fun fact about the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower replica, it is only about a tenth of the actual size of the real Eiffel Tower, and it's one of those like forced perspective play on the rest of the buildings, all that kind of stuff to make it look like it's kind of off in the distance. Um, but one thing that I found that I thought was really cool is they have a bird repellent on the tower so that no birds can land and destroy mm -hmm. all the visual effects. So that made me laugh. Oh, yeah. one thing, this is totally not even the right country. Morocco, you can see Morocco from Hollywood Studios. No. Or no, you can see... The Tower, the Tower of Terror. Of Terror. Yeah. So they have the Tower of Terror blended into Morocco if Correct. you're looking at it from across the World Showcase. Unrelated, but we were talking about visual effects, so that's what made me think of it. Um, so the France Pavilion is getting a new ride. Um, it's in construction right now, um, and I don't think it has a scheduled opening date. Uh, they're, they're saying they hope to have it open by 2021. Well... They said Pandora was going to open three years hope. before it did. So, <laughs> um, so they're going to have a new ride. Um, it's Ratatouille-inspired uh, ride, if you remember that movie. It's the rat that likes to cook. Um, they also have one of those weird movies that people don't really go watch. It's an 18-minute <laughs> film um, showcasing the delights and beauty of uh, France. France. So it's called Impressions de France. So if you need to get out of the rain or you want to learn something new about a country you've never been to, check out that 18-minute video. Um, in terms of food, they don't have much. We get, they have really good sandwiches back there. The house bakery. I was going to say that was like super descriptive. <laughs> they have some, some really good sandwiches back there. Um... But so they have a small quick service restaurant, um, but they also have uh, Chefs de France, which is a full service family friendly uh, restaurant that serves just French cuisine. And then um, Montessor. Monsieur Paul's. Thanks. Okay, um, that is actually one of the other restaurants that has a really strict dress code um, on Walt Disney World property. So nicer restaurant more of a higher end fancy date night restaurant it would be safe to say that zach and i have not been there on account of we're not that fancy um most importantly when you're in france you can meet Belle and princess aurora uh in france. 
All right, we're getting close to the end. So as we're, I should so mention this. Go across the bridge. I was just going to say we're we're passing International Gateway, as, as Rachel mentioned earlier. This is where you can come in from the Boardwalk Resort. It's over, but it's not. Um, but yeah, we're now passing International Gateway, and we're coming up uh, United Kingdom. So United Kingdom is is if you can picture it, it is an old um, old city old town um that takes you through what they're considering the streets of london um so there's an open courtyard in the back that has um english gardens and then also a maze for for kids to explore they also have um they have a band that plays there every once in a while i can't remember what the name of that band oh the british revolution yeah but it was like it's a beatles tribute band yeah so they play a lot of rock and stuff like that um, but yeah, they're called the British Revolution. So they play out there or um, in the afternoon. They play there a lot. Uh, dining in the United Kingdom, um, Rose and Crown is a very popular restaurant that offers all their um, uh, all their British traditional food, such as bangers and mash, shepherd's pie. Um, and then outside of um, Rose and Crown is the Yorkshire County Fish and Chips. Um, you can guess what they serve there. Pretty Hot easy. dogs. Yeah. So um, this is a very popular place. I should say, going back to the Rosen Crown, this is a very popular place to book dinner at. Uh, a lot of people try to book um, later dinner, later dinners at it, so they can get viewings of um, illuminations because that that restaurant directly overlooks um, World Showcase Lagoon. Um, character meet and greets over at United Kingdom. Uh, Mary Poppins. And, Mary Poppins and Alice show up a lot uh, throughout the day there. Yeah, and both of those are really fun to watch, yep. interact with with people. Those are two pretty good characters. Last but not least for countries that currently exist in the International World Showcase of Epcot uh, is the Canada Pavilion. So the Canada Pavilion is another one of those where if you don't go all the way to the back, you don't realize how cool it is. Um, so when you head all the way to the back... You'll see a landscape that's inspired by the Rocky Mountains, and it has just beautiful waterfalls. And uh, I mean, it's a really cool—it's—it's it's a good picture opportunity, I guess. Yep. Um, let's see again with the attractions of Canada. Loving their movies. I keep getting stuck with all of these uh, informative movies. So, O Canada is an 18-minute Circle Vision 360-degree film that takes you on a fascinating panoramic journey through Canada. Yep, I read that, and I'm not afraid to say it. It's hosted by Martin Shaw. (laughs) Um, The only thing that kind of stinks about this one is that you have to stand and watch this movie. I mean, some people sit down, but then it's like you're in a 360 theater, so like, what are you going to do? So, yeah, like Zach said, it's hosted by Martin Shaw, and um, it's different. So, different, something to do. Um, and they also sing Oh Canada, which is a, I like that song personally <laughs> as an American citizen. I think it's a cool song. Um, ha, last but not least, um, Epcot, is, or Epcot, yeah. Canada is home to one of Epcot's most, um, sought after. Premier. Premier dining reservations, uh, Lee Cellier. It's a Canadian steakhouse, um, I, I can't think of one person that has gone there that was like, yeah, I don't really know. Not right. that good. I mean, everybody loves it. So definitely something. It's it, it's a good steak without all the, like, fancy extras. 
you know, they like, could, you can still get it there. But you know, I'm saying like in terms of dress code oh, or right. like you know you can kind of just walk in from the park. It's more of a casual environment, um, but still really good food. So that's all. Yeah, that wraps up all 11 countries. Um, so we're gonna now talk about what we. If we had a choice of them adding a country, what we would like it to be. And as a full disclaimer, we don't know where they're going to fit. So, like, if you just had to knock out a country and put ours in, these are what we would pick. Right. And <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll lead it off, and I'm going to say um, my pick would be Poland. Do you um, imagine that? And I'm doing this based off of food alone. Um, Poland is... I guess you can kind of, if you had to picture Poland being there, it would probably be a crossover between Norway and Germany, is my guess of how, how they would make it look. Very so like similar. Food. Yeah, yeah. well, Norway has a ride too, but I'm, I'm thinking more along of just how, the, how it would look whenever you walked in with the buildings and the theming, stuff like that. I would consider it very much to that. But really the main reason I, I picked Poland was because of the food. I, I want to be able to have a place where I can go in and get some of my favorite food, like pierogies and kibasi, um, stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's I, I, not much more to say about that for for me. I mean, that's that's really why I picked it. So I know I'm being short, but that's really the reason why. I've, I've Would you put a ride in it? I wouldn't. I don't think so. Okay. Just like a Germany. Yeah. Go get something to eat. Yep. Okay. Fair. All right, um, I picked Australia. Um, I kind of felt like we didn't have an adequate representation of the Southern Hemisphere, so I thought maybe to like bring some Aussies over would be kind of fun. Now, full disclaimer, I um, am a CrossFit athlete, like not competitively or anything, but I do follow the CrossFit Games athletes pretty uh, intensely, and the female that has won Fittest on Earth two years in a row and who the other girl that's been second second uh, fittest on earth are both from Australia so I felt like in interviews that I've always heard of them and the people that they seem to be it sounds like they would be a pretty fun loving group of people um so just some fun little statistics on Australia because I thought we were supposed to be more specific than you <laughs> Sorry. were. Sorry. Uh, the national animal is a red kangaroo. Oh, we're going all so out. So I thought that was cool. And the national bird is an emu. All right. So I you can... like to yell at me about emus. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be good. So that made me laugh. Can we get some live ones? No. Okay. Um, so I was thinking maybe probably just like a quick service or like a snack option. In Australia. Okay. Um, some notable food options that they have. Okay. Uh, why are you... I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I'm you're excited. Like, you're ready for yeah, this? Yeah, you came You came. The first loaded, one is called Fairy Bread. That's why you picked it. made me super happy, <laughs> of course. Um, fairy Bread is weird because it's white bread with sprinkles on it. With jimmies? Well, it was actually hundreds of thousands oh. is what they said. <laughs> so I just changed it to sprinkles because I'm from Ohio. Um... They also have what are called Tim Tams, which kind of looks like a Kit Kat bar, but it has a biscuit in it. And the only reason why I had any clue what they were talking about is because in any interview that I've listened to Australian CrossFitters, they get so excited for Tim Tams because they like make them in America, 
but they're not as good in America as they are in Australia because of the different kind of chocolate or biscuit or something. Interesting. So it's like a biscuit covered in chocolate. So right. you're supposed to like have it with coffee and it's supposed to be exciting. Um, but the last thing that I thought would be like an actual quality substance, it's a meat pie. So it's meat with gravy and mushrooms and onions in it. And like, I'm not really sure if I would like it, but I was thinking in terms of like getting it and then being able to walk. Oh yeah. Like to, to like keep going would be a good quick service or like snack credit option. Um, I said that I would put a ride in mine, probably similar to like Jungle Cruise, so you could go through and learn about the emus and the kangaroos and the koala bears and all kinds of stuff. But I mean, I guess you don't really have to do that. I just thought that would be kind of fun. All right. So I think that's all. I would put Australia in as my mystery country. Cool. Anything else to contribute? No, that's all we got for episode 21. Neato. All right, so as a reminder, 2020 packages are out for Walt Disney World and Disney Cruise Line, so now is the time to jump on those reservations if you are looking for one for next year. Um, In two weeks, we will be back to talk about celebrating America at Disney, so two weeks from now is uh, pretty close to 4th of July, so we will have um, some information for you on what you can do to celebrate America and the 4th of July at Disney World. Um, Should be a fun episode. Should have some good information for you. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate our podcast, give us a review um, so that more people can listen to our podcast and learn all about us. So uh, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye! For more information about booking your vacation, please send me an email at rachel at smallworldbigfun.com or sending me a message on my Facebook page, Rachel Tilvis, Small World Big Fun. Have a magical day!